Speaking and living from your heart and soul is scary at first. For the vast majority of us, it means that we have to let go of or let a part of us die. We have to sift through and have a real awakening of what was, what we picked up unconsciously, what we were programmed along the way, and who we actually are at our soul level, who we are evolving into. Then we have to be brave to step into that space and actually live from there. I see this happening all around me and frankly inside of me. I have the resistance too. Will I be labeled as? Will I still be liked? Will I still be loved? Will I be understood? Will I be burned? So this week, the stories that have come to me from my experience with women have all weaved themselves around this reckoning for a longing to come back to our soul. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mama of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful and aligned from the inside. So welcome everyone, welcome back or welcome if you're new here. So I've kind of started to see this, I mean I've not just started to see, it's been happening for a while that patterns will emerge in my life, right? I mean patterns just emerge in life in general, it's just whether or not we're willing to see them. Life is all about cycles and patterns and... So this week, I've had many people, many women, I always work with women, right? So I've had many women come across my path that have a similar theme. And in fact, it's one that actually is near and dear to my own heart because I actually see the same thing really happening inside of myself. There is this longing um, at the moment for that I see women particularly in the ages of 40 to 55, that, that are really wanting to, that are noticing something else. There's a longing. How do I want to describe this longing? I'm still, I guess, digesting this. Um, so I'm going to do my best to speak or have speak through me the words that need to be heard by someone listening to this podcast So this longing really feels like, I would say, that there's like part of them that they want to touch, right? There's part of them like growing inside. Like I'm imagining it right now is like there's this little piece inside of them that's like glowing. This like little glowing soul piece inside of them. And it's getting like, it's starting to pulse, right? And so they're really wanting to touch that and give it space. And allow that to grow. And like it's actually aching for attention. There's there's some sort of like a knowing deep inside that this needs to grow. 
But there's also this knowing inside somewhere that allowing this space to grow may allow for some chaos and death, so to speak, um, to also occur. And so we really stay away from it, right? There's, there's the fears around it. And I talked a little bit about this in resistance last week to change, right? And it's really coming up for me this week, even as I'm recording this podcast, um, as I really share more of my heart and soul and my heart and soul's work, which is really grounded in my own beliefs that are often, um, I don't know if I want to say different. I don't know. They're just my beliefs. And so sometimes when those, that sort of thing happens and maybe when it's a little bit contrary, right? I definitely have some different ideas that are, that are different than the systems that our, that our society is set up in, right? So I, when I refer to systems, I'm referring to like a healthcare system, maybe even the economic system, um, Kind of these sorts of larger systems. So I have a lot of different ideas um, than the systems that are currently at play. But I'm not even labeling them as bad. I'm just really in the process of my own life and have been for most of my life, really. I've always been an outlier of uh, looking at these systems in a very different way, right? And so for me to speak my heart's truth, it really means that there, for me, the fears come up as, will I be labeled? Will I be understood? Will I be burned? And that comes from, you know, as an actual midwife, uh, whether or not you believe in past lives, that's, you know, up to you for, for you to believe. I do believe in past lives and I have experienced, I would not say I've always believed in past lives. I've always been open to the idea, but through actual experience and memories, physical body memories of actually being burned, right? And so there's some of that like trauma. And if you don't believe in past lives, you can even, science has proven that we even do carry trauma in our DNA, right? And so even if, if that is not part of your story, there is still trauma and there were people that were burned and that trauma does live in DNA and the DNA is passed from person to person. So whichever way you want to go at it, it's still there, right? And so for me, even really speaking, my heart brings up some of those ideas of, or those feelings, they're not even ideas, they are deep feelings of, will I be burnt? Will I be understood? Will I be, will people stop listening to the podcast, like on the very basic human level? But what I know from doing my own soul work and allowing that little light to grow inside of me is that, yes, there is fear. Yes, there is work to be done. There is chaos and death, so to speak, that does come up. But without it, we are shells of people that are living, quote unquote, fine lives. And I am all done with living a fucking fine life. I want to live a life that feels free. My mantra at the moment um, is I, f I am free. I want to live a life that feels free where I am allowed to speak my heart and listen to your heart and have conversations around that. And so I think I feel like I'm getting off the topic. 
I really wanted to weave in the stories this week, um, which my my own experience is definitely a part of it, right? But I guess what I'm seeing coming up with women, and I am just going to lay out the stories, is that there is this longing that I'm seeing inside of women. There is this soul that is like aching to be to be heard and seen on the inside. And through the women that I've been experiencing, this lack of attention to the longing to the soul or the willingness to go to those deep, scary spaces has manifested in, you know, physical symptoms. So what isn't aligned with on the inside then expresses on the outside. In my view, it is the body wisdom trying to come through, like the body trying to speak to us. I firmly believe that most of the disease that happens is from an not, from not an isolated event. (laughs) It is from us not being aligned in some way, shape, or form, right? So an example of this is I get headaches. I think I've spoken about this on many podcasts. I still am getting headaches, I just recently recovered from, and when I say headache, I mean migraine. And so for me, this migraine is a bigger, um, it's about me stepping into my power. And I noticed that they come on, I used to think they come came on cyclical, like based on my menstrual cycle. That's not true. They come on based on when I am not stepping into my power, when I am in my head too much rather than in my heart. I often also get like a, and I have one right now, like a little zit on this space on my occiput, which is like the back of your head. And that's where the the headaches are originating from. And so it's just for me, it's like my body really giving me wise wisdom of what's going on in my internal world that maybe I am not aware of. And so that is the physical manifestation of that experience for me. I often believe, like, for my son, he just had a sore throat. He's really struggling with his own voice and his own power as well. And so the sore throat came up. I often feel like, yes, there is illness, but the illness can often come from a lack of flow inside of the body. And when the body is not flowing, it means we're not listening to or allowing those spaces. So for me right now, it's often that I'm not stepping into really my heart space. And and I keep saying that I'm going to do that in this space, but I still continually find myself holding back. Part of that is because there's things that I'm still just like getting clear on, which is part of evolution, right? But but, but a whole lot of it is is based on those things that I that I already outlaid. So this longing that I see have seen this week in women, um, maybe I'll just go into a story or two. Uh, one woman came to me in her early 50s and is really exploring the idea of basically stepping into her power uh, in service to other women. And so... Her story is that she basically would say she was brought up in like a cult, (laughs) a religious cult, um, and things were done in a certain way. And so 
obviously from that experience, her power was really not, her power was given away, right? And so she's gone, gotten herself out of this cult um, intact with her belief and faith in the divine, which I found very incredible. But as she was talking to me, she was talking about how she's, she's a pharmacist at the moment. And she, that's how she makes her living. And she actually doesn't believe in pharmaceuticals. <laughs> she, she actually believes that in the vast, I, and she, not wholeheartedly, I should say, in pharmaceuticals. The vast majority of the cases, she's very knowledgeable about herbs and different natural, natural remedies, right? And so she believes that in the vast majority of the cases, simple problems in particular, um, we can treat with things that she knows. And so she said she will go and she will give the people the drugs and then along the side she will be like, but did you know? And so that she says that she can't really, she doesn't want her license taken away as a pharmacist. She doesn't want to lose her income. But what it comes down to me is that her soul, right, her longing, the reason why she was coming to me was that she has this knowing inside of her. She has this relationship with, with herbs and with nature and with healing. Like, she's a healer, basically. And she's not wanting to step into that because she's afraid, well, she said she was afraid of getting prosecuted, of thrown in jail. She was afraid of, she's afraid of her own power, right? She's afraid of these systems, back to the systems, that do not work, that do not keep us healthy, in my opinion, um, that fragment us. She's afraid of those systems coming at her in her wholeness and taking that away and putting her in jail, right? And so, again, it's that, that longing, that longing that she has, that knowing that she has, that literally she lights up when she talks about this. And when she talks about the other way, the system that she is in and talks about how she makes her money out of this, she knows, she's seen that these things don't help the vast majority of people. Right? This system that we have designed is to keep the enemy, whatever the thing that's attacking us, away from us, to block it from us, right? And they're band-aids. It's for, it's a band-aid for something that is still deeply out of alignment underneath. And again, going back to my viewpoint, most of that is based on some sort of unresolved trauma unresolved emotion that's been stuck inside, all sorts of things, maybe diet, and that all often can be often from trauma as well, um, or just a not knowing because we're in a system where we have this food pyramid that's a bunch of bullshit and doesn't really uh, give health and wellness. We're in a system that health and wellness is a joke where we don't actually provide any health or wellness for people. We've had a virus for 
you know, a year or so now where we tout the that we're going to give drugs and we're going to give a vaccine, but we never talk about that very few, you know, that 1% of people are actually dying from it, that they're older people, that they have 3 to 4% comorbidities, which is, um, you know, obesity or some heart condition or something like that. So they're older people who are not well as it is. And we're going to tackle this in a year by be creating a brand new experimental vaccine and we're going to get to everyone. And rather than how can we support our nation to be more healthy? What does being more healthy look like? How can we feed poor people good food? But we don't even agree upon what is good food. And you know what? What good food for me and good food for you because we have different body types, it's not the same. There is no one size fits all food pyramid, right? I know what makes my body feel healthy and I know what doesn't make my body feel healthy. And sometimes I choose to eat crap because often, in my case, it's because I'm in a bad space. I eat crappy food when I'm in a bad space. Like that's a thing I do. I'm very well aware of that. <laughs> and that's my personal responsibility around it. So anyways, again, I guess maybe this is just going to be a ranty podcast because I'm really trying to, um, I did some dancing ahead of time and was really stepping into this space in a very different way, a way that I actually want to occupy it and haven't been before. So I was working with this woman and she was talking to me about this knowing and I can literally just see the soul lighting up inside of her and how she wants to really serve women and she really wants to... Um, help women with healing and help these people with healing rather than just give them a, you know, stand behind the counter and give them a, a drug that isn't going to help them in their healing. Maybe it will help them feel better and live life fine, but it's not going to help them in their feeling. And so all of this stuff was coming up from her around kind of like mine. Am I going to be burned? Am I going to be prosecuted? Right? And so there's this longing. I have another story this week, and this is actually from a podcast I was listening to. Um, Melanie Weller does a podcast called Embody Your Star. It's a newer podcast. She's a physical therapist that talks about the vagus nerve in a way I've never heard the vagus nerve talked about before. And I'm just like geeking out my little neuroscientist brain who loves neurotransmitters and all things the body and especially the stress cycle, um, which is probably my most listened to podcast. Anyways, I'm geeking out on hers. And she was talking about her midlife crisis around 40s, right? 40s is a time when we come home to ourselves. It is this time where we come apart so that we can come back together in a really new way. Um, Melanie talked about it as uh, the gift of trauma becomes really clear and it becomes our initi initiation rather than our victimization. And so she is a P PT. She's a very well and like highly regarded physical therapist, um, like one of the tops in her community, right? And she's been doing this for like 20 some years. And in her 40s, she really, the energy work part of her, like, again, this healing part of her, this knowingness, this stepping into what I, what I would call more of, like, the feminine, 
not that men don't have it. My husband is a healer. He is very feminine and he's also very masculine and I'm masculine and feminine. So I don't want to go down that stupid divisive road that is just fucking everywhere these days. Um, I believe a fully integrated and aligned person is feminine and masculine. And some people that are women are more masculine than feminine. And some men are more feminine than masculine. And it doesn't fucking matter. We are all just unique people. And we should let each other be the way we are. Again, and back to that system, right? It's again to those systems that need to fall apart. (laughs) So she was talking about how her job and her identity... Um, I believe maybe even her marriage or relationship was starting to crumble. And as she, her soul piece was getting louder and louder. For some of us, it gets so loud and we just can't ignore us. I think that that's often for people who are more in their body than others. Not a judgment. It's just that some people are more in their body than others. Some have experienced maybe more trauma than others. Some have been given more, I don't know, maybe you come in with, like more wisdom from again back to past lives than others that you're carrying into like an old soul kind of situation I've always thought of myself and been told I'm an old soul right and so that's why I've always been so excited to be 40 and 50 like even when I was a kid when people would say what do you want to do when you grow up I want to be 40 and 50 because I just knew that this was a time that I actually got to step into who I was so Melanie talks about her Having to take a step back from her practice, which she loved and deared, and really letting her life kind of fall apart. And so she could reclaim that who she was, but also who, how she served in this way that involved who she was, kind of like myself, right? And so she had to really let a lot of things fall apart. And sometimes that doesn't feel really great. And we're not super great on feeling uncomfortable. Like, we try to mask our, and I would say culturally, we try to mask that uncomfortability. Some people are, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of depression, there's a lot of these sort of emotional things, right? And as a society, like, how many people, and you might be listening out there, you're on meds for anxiety and depression. Again, I'm not judging you. Um, I'm just saying that in my viewpoint, there's, and, and I I should actually also say not just my viewpoint, but the actual research that is out there is that the vast majority, not all, but the vast majority, like 85, 90% of these emotional illnesses or disease is actually not helped through meds, that it's something deeper that society is not supporting. So I'm actually saying it sucks for you out there because you haven't been supported in the healing in the way that you need to and that our culture doesn't actually allow that. And so often, again, around these 40s, 50s, one of the the highest medicated uh, ages is actually women in their 40s and early 50s. That's when most women go on medication. And in my belief, it is because there is this soul that is lighting up and it is wanting you to come home to yourself. It is wanting you to do that work of finding all the systems in your life and the culture in your life that ways that things have been put on you, so to speak, like 
that you've picked up along the way unconsciously. So again, not like, this is not a dig on you or myself, because I do this too. I have had to think about all of the ideas and thoughts and systems that I grew up in and how they may or may not actually be true. Right? Like this idea that I picked up that the more you do is the more valuable you are. This isn't something that was given to me from my family of origin or um, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Another thing that was picked up from my family of origin or if you look at the culture, our culture is like we're going to give our power away to someone with a medical degree because they know more about our body than we do and they know how to treat this one thing. And in some cases, maybe that's true. I don't know. But I I have taken my personal responsibility to know a lot and do a lot on my body. And the information is out there. And I know how much. And then the lens through which medical profession sees everything through. Like they wouldn't most of the time go to like nutrition and how you feed your body, right? It's just like, okay, here's this thing that's going wrong. Let's treat that thing. Like it's an invader. Let's put the band-aid on it. This is not all medical professions. I feel like I'm giving so many disclaimers, but it is, it's not, it's not, it's not true. I can't make this blanket statement, this one size fits all. All medical professionals are like this. That's not true. I've met many, an OB, you know, as a midwife and obstetrician who values and honors women's bodies in a way that some midwives don't. So it's, it's not a one size fits all. It's just me talking about the systems rather than the people that work within the system and me talking about what I'm seeing with women, what I'm feeling inside, what I'm seeing. So for me, I've done a lot of this work. This has been the last, like, you know, I started way earlier than my 30s. I had my crisis moment earlier. I've talked about how I've done many things earlier. I did puberty earlier, right? So for me, it was kind of setting me up for this work, for speaking to women about their bodies in a way that most People are not speaking to women about their bodies, speaking to you about this soul piece that's lighting up inside of you, that is done being fine, that is done being told what to do, and that really wants, like, bring on the, well, maybe not wants, but bring on the chaos and death. I don't know that there's a whole lot of people that, that are like that, but most women that come, it's because things have actually fallen apart, if, if, I'm, if I'm totally honest. It's like some sort of helplessness has to... Uh, precede the empowerment, right? And so people come when everything has broken down and they are they are like, I have to evolve or I'm going to get sick and live the rest of my, the third part of my life in a way that, <coughs> that they don't really want to live, right? And so it's, it's about really coming back to that soul piece. It's about recognizing that and then doing doing the work on how did you get fragmented? What is this soul piece talking about? How do you become whole? How do you break down and build yourself back up? Like how does that, what does that actually look like? How do you let yourself evolve, right? We don't give people space to evolve in this like cancel culture madness. It's like, okay, you said this one thing maybe 10 years ago and you've totally evolved as a person since then, but we're going to hold that thing against you because it was on some social media space, right? Like, I don't, I don't believe everything I believed last year. 
my my ideas change. My deep seated values don't don't change. Right? But this evolution, I am a very different uh, midwife than I was at the very beginning. I actually had to unlearn a ton of things as a midwife, and I'm a very different midwife than I was when I first started. And sometimes women have told me they it's like they don't want to let themselves evolve. Like they, they are a certain way and people know them as a certain way and they're afraid to allow themselves to change because again, they're afraid, they're afraid of that they're going to lose people. Like I've spoke to that. That's one of my fears that my you know, family of origin will stop loving me or something like that because my ideas are different than theirs or I am a different person. I don't take the same shit that I used to take. My boundaries are better. This is better. That is better. But in the end of the day, if you're not connected to yourself, if you have this disconnection, if you have this fragmentation, you give the way and the opening for, again, disease. Disease comes. And because we are so disconnected and so controlling of all of the things, we control all of the things. I just saw some ridiculousness about Bill Gates wanting to send a bunch of stuff up kind of like to block the sun so that we don't to to help reduce or help us with climate change and I was just like again just like trying to control all of the things rather than just control the way we treat the earth or the fact that the funny thing people often say is like oh the we're gonna kill the earth well newsflash the earth is gonna be here no matter what the hell we do we might kill ourselves (laughs) we're not going to kill the earth, right? We might kill ourselves inside if we don't let ourselves evolve. But like everything else is still going to function. The earth will still be here. There will still be life. Maybe it won't be human life, but that's our personal responsibility. So maybe we should take more personal responsibility on how we interact with things, how we consume things, how we interact with people, and let ourselves evolve and break down the systems that don't support the actual connection, the connection to the cycles, the connection for women and our, you know, our menstrual cycles or the moon cycles or this, all of the things that we just ignore and try to control. Like they're all just symptoms of the same underlying issue. Right? And that's the greater connection to ourselves and to the earth and to the land. And so you could call me a hippy dippy, like whatever. I don't really care because it's just truth. Like when you just really break it down and look at it, it's just truth. We are mammals. <laughs> we are not gods. We are mammals that live on this spinning globe that goes around like millions of miles an hour, right? We are miraculous. Earth is miraculous. The life is miraculous. And so why wouldn't we want to live in harmony with that? Why will we always be trying to control that? It's also chaos, right? There's a thing as like volcanoes and tsunamis and all of the things, (coughs) right? We shouldn't be disconnected and trying to control all of the things, trying to control everything and being so comfortable all of the time. We got to get uncomfortable sometimes. It's part of life. It's part of growth. It's part of evolution. So living in harmony 
means that when you live in harmony with the body, the mind, the spirit, and not just your brain and culture controlling everything, it means you get to experience greater wholeness. It actually means you get to feel alive and not and like thrive in life. Not that life becomes this big happy moment all the time, because that's not life. Like part of that, part of light is dark. The whole yin and the yang, like that's part of it. I have a shadow to my own self and I, the, when I bring light to that shadow and love to that shadow and like honor and see it and actually bring love to it. And I've spoken to about this before, what that actually means. And maybe I'll do more of a detailed guided meditation or something coming up. I might do that in a podcast. But anyways, the shadow, when you actually give it love, it, it brings light to the situation, right? When you bring, there's a lot of really dark things in our world, right? There's sex trafficking. That's a big thing in my, you know, um, family, uh, not sex trafficking, but sex, sexual abuse has been felt in those around me that I love, right? And experienced. And so we could all ignore it or we could bring light and love to that trauma and to that situation and where that comes from, right? And that's how you heal it and that's how it doesn't happen to the next generation. So I guess I've been talking for a while now um, and I feel like I'm, the, the theme, I'm hoping you're staying with the theme. The theme has been these women and my own experience and what's been coming to me, the soul. I keep imaging, having this image of, this soul piece, that is the theme of the week that I've been seeing. But the the flip side of the soul piece is the ignoring of the soul piece, the ignoring of our power, the ignoring of us coming home, and the ignoring maybe even of how we get so fragmented in the first place. But that's a whole nother podcast. And so it's really about if you're out there and listening and you're feeling some sort of a longing, you're feeling that longing and you're also feeling all the fear that comes with that. I just want you to know that you're normal and that you're more brave probably than you believe and that that is the work of the 40s to come home to ourselves. It is it is that work. It's not to get ahead in whatever profession, whatever the hell that means. You might love what you do, that's fine, but it's but the purpose of life and evolution is not that you die with a million dollars in your bank and successful as, I don't know, whatever you do, right? I don't believe that. Maybe you do. I don't think if you made it this far on this podcast, you do. I believe that life is about evolution. It's about connecting. It's about being interdependent in community with others. It's about evolving, changing. And the way I would like to evolve and change is to be more interdependent with the land, with people. And so have that individualism that America is so known and loved for. It's one of the things I love about America, the freedom and the individualism, but also the interdependence. Like you can be both. You are the beginning of your own spiral, the center of your own spiral, the heart of your own heart, but you're also one and the same with all of the others around you and the earth. 
And so the more we can embrace that soul piece, the more we can allow it to grow, speak to it, let it listen, let let it speak to us, let it take space within us, focus on it and let it expand with us, like listen to what it actually says. Kooky, weird, I know, I've been there. I used to think that this stuff was crazy until I experienced it. Until I experienced it. Until I allowed myself to open up to that space that let me go there. And once you experience things, like, so here's a story. I I told the story to my daughter the other day. And she was actually asking me about, um, about God. She doesn't really believe so much in God. And I remember as a kid, I didn't really believe in God. I didn't, I wouldn't say she doesn't believe in God. She just doesn't have a relationship with God. And she can't see God. She doesn't know God. And so she asked me how I was so sure. And so I relayed the story to her about uh, my own, I think I was 19. And I had never meditated at all. And I took in college a meditation class and was like hooked. So I decided that I was going to go and uh, go to a meditation retreat for 10 days and in silence. And when I got there, I got there late and everyone was already in silence and it was rough. I mean, I thought I had gone to a cult. I thought like, I was like, how am I going to escape this place? (laughs) Like all those crazy thoughts that go through your head, right? Crazy thoughts. Um, And all of these, like, fears and worries that I've had most of my life as a child were, like, really coming up for me to be seen. So, one day as I was walking along during a break, there's, like, a path you could walk along in nature. It was beautiful. And I just said, all right, if there is such a thing as God and if there is, like, I just need, I need a sign, basically, is what I was asking. I need some sort of sign in this deer came across my path like literally the next second and just stared into my eyes and I took that as my sign and so I was telling this to my daughter and just saying like it's it's all about experience I also couldn't you know I experienced in that meditation retreat complete and total all of the different particles of energy that I was like all of a sudden I wasn't human I was a bunch of balls of energy like little um atoms like I could feel all of the atoms it's my it was my experience if you would have told me that before I would have said you were crazy and so it is about that experience so it's hard to say like hey come on this journey given to your soul when you're like scared right I get it and so I guess I'm just saying that I hope that we start to be a little more brave as a culture I hope we start to be brave as women. It is it is the time for the feminine to rise within all of us. Again, not masculine, male, female. Just more feminine is needed on this planet to provide more balance. And yeah, I think that's all I have to say because I feel like I can keep going today and going and going and going. So I'm going to end there. I would love for you to give me a comment, send me an email. Um, and if you want to check out what I'm up to, uh, if you are a woman in your 40s, 
and 50s and you feel that longing, I do do, that is part of the work I do, my midlife awakening program, which is kind of silly. It's so silly to put all these things into like, for me, to put like them in a box. It is your journey. I walk along the journey with you as a midwife. I go along this journey with you. I help give you tools. I help give you... Um, I'm acts as a mirror, basically. I'm also super blunt and help you point out your blind spots that you may or may not see. And yeah, so if you want to check that out, head over to my website, soulmidwifejulie.com and let me know your thoughts about the episode. All right, everyone. Thank you. Bye.